0: This is AfterBuzz TV for Ringer. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Ringer news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... It's After Buzz
1: TV for Ringer! Yeah! Yeah! Just David and Deidre! <laughs> That's pretty cool!
2: It's pretty awesome. I mean, I
1: want to bust out a little bit of Will Smith, just the two of us. Just the, the two, two of us. us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Whoa, you, you and I. I. Okay, that was nice. That was fun. Really quick, beautiful harmony. <laughs> okay. Uh, but welcome, everyone, to AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for checking us out here on your Tuesday night. I'm your host, Deidra Behar, and we are talking Ringer.
2: We are.
1: And, okay. David and I were having a little chat before we uh, started
3: watching tonight.
1: <laughs> and we really like the show, but it's sort of. We should have
3: a chat of our own right now. About. You forgot one of our main plugs. Oh,
1: no. Well, I'm going to get you into get that, there. but I just I just wanted to just kind of
3: okay. give Ringer some credit nervous. where
1: credit's due. No. This will get nervous. addressed tonight. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we're this was the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. And kind of after the third, I don't know, we were just, we weren't disappointed by any means, it's but I would just, just say it was a little ambivalent. Like, we just yeah. kind of hit a slope. Um,
2: it's just not going as fast as we would like it to go.
1: Right. And, you know, I don't think. In, in Ringer's defense, David and I are very tough critics. We I are. I mean, we want, <laughs> we want sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it just sort of was, like, lingering in that whole, like, where is she? What is she doing? Is there right. crime? Is there not crime? Like, you know, and I was looking for more, like, Cruel Intentions-style drama.
2: As was uh, I. I mean, if it, they're going to bill this as, like, a, a midnight soap Whatever. Come,
1: yeah, that's what you'd expect. Correct? Yeah,
2: you want like the drama, and you want it immediately.
1: Right. So, um, two ringers credit. I think it delivered tonight. It did. Like, I, I think I gripped you at one point towards the end because <laughs> that was unexpected. But we'll get into good. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that later. Though I do really want to quickly mention something very exciting that's going on here at AfterBuzz TV. We are taking our shows live in front of a studio audience, which is something we've never done before. Yes, but it's super, super exciting. And who better to kick off the first episode than Miss Maria Menounos. She is going to be live at the John Lovitz Comedy Club at Universal CityWalk this Sunday, October 9th, Hosting the Breaking Bad edition of AfterBuzz TV.
2: So excited.
1: So excited. If you do live in the LA area, I mean, what better plans would you have on your Sunday night? Not saying that you're antisocial by any means, but, but why wouldn't anything you? anything on a Sunday anyway? Yeah, compl- I mean, I know I don't. I don't if I'm <laughs> not here, I'm at home in bed. So if You you're... just
4: got people so excited that we actually have a caller on the line. Yay!
5: No. Put them through. Hi, it's Siobhan. Hi! Hi, Siobhan. What's up, girlfriend? Hey, I'm sorry, I'm just sick in bad. I was watching this show. Oh, good. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a great episode. I'm so <laughs> sad I had to miss the after show because I had so many comments about it. Okay, Damn. well,
1: um, do you agree with David and I that it kind of picked up this episode and delivered where maybe not in weeks past uh, it hasn't? Oh, n- yes, I
5: totally agree. I am hooked now. Before, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hang on. It's, it's just so slow. But it really did um, it, it met my expectations, my initial expectations. I'm, I'm really happy with this episode.
1: Yay. Um, now Sean, I want to ask you a very important question. Yes, where are you going to be this Sunday, October 9th?
5: I'm going to be watching the Afterbus TV show on what is it on Universal?
1: A universal <laughs> city walk. Yeah, city walk. That's it. Amen. Okay, good. So just to wrap up, because you, you called when we were just sort of briefly discussing it. For anybody in the LA area, um, please come out. I'm going to be there. Mr. David Schifalitti going to be there. Yeah, for sure. I mean... I, I don't If you're people, there, I'm there. I don't think people <laughs> want to meet me, but I know I would certainly want to meet you. Well,
2: uh, I would want to meet me too. <laughs> He's so modest. <laughs>
1: so we modest. all want to meet the both of you cuz you're both so
5: gorgeous. Uh, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, you um
1: if if you guys, I believe you can buy tickets at you, the door.
3: You can buy tickets at the door, but why would you want to? Well, why because, would you want to? Cuz it's going to be sold out.
1: Exactly and you're going to want to secure your spot beforehand. So go ahead and go to thejohnlovitzcomedyclub.com and go ahead and reserve your tickets. They're extremely affordable, only $15, I believe.
3: Yes, indeed. And uh, here's what I will say. I mean, we joked you guys will be there, and a lot of our other hosts will be there. Um, and I know some of you guys uh, you know, listening to this right now may not be Breaking Bad fans. But nonetheless, come out and support, and if you do, you're supporting all of AfterBuzz. So... That way we can expand to having more season finales there or, you know, kind of maybe a regular basis. Um, so, you know what? You want Sarah Michelle Geller to be a special guest on After Buzz TV oh, Ringer Edition? Oh,
1: we know she's going to be a guest on <laughs> After Buzz Ringer Edition. Okay. Eventually.
3: Will. But guess how cool would it be to say, hey, Sarah, um, why don't we do the Ringer After Show live from the John Lovitz Comedy Club in front of your fans? You Die. Know, there's nothing more exciting as a performer to be in front of fans.
1: 100%. Um, we and would stalkers. love for you guys to be there. You can interact with the celebrities. There's going to be showrunners. There's going to be cast members of the show. It's going to be really cool. Um, and I think it's just going to basically be like what we do here, but on steroids. It's going to be exactly. even better. <laughs> exactly. Like a more wow. amplified, a legit version. It. I always have to take it to something illegal. Yeah, you know me. That's great. Yep. And the more. The thanks, b- Judson and Rock and Roll. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the better this event, the more to come.
1: Amen. Yes,
4: so. DJ. I'm trying to get us a, a bad girls club.
1: Oh, well, well you, right. all we're going to need is you, me, and Judy, and <laughs> the night would be complete for me. So um, please come out and support us this Sunday. It really means a lot to the AfterBuzz community, and it'll be a lot of fun. Why wouldn't you want to party with Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, David Skifalitti.
2: And Deidre Behar.
1: Deidre Behar, Siobhan Hughes. Sean Hughes. All, all A-listers. Hi. All certifiable <laughs> A-listers. So please right, come it. out. I will shake your hand and give you a hug.
3: And once again, the tickets are at the John, John spelled G J O N, not G. G-O-B. <laughs> John spelled G-O-B. His name is Gon Lovitz. Gob. Love it. Love it. There you
1: go. Um, okay, cool. So let's go ahead and get into tonight's episode of Ringer. Season one, yes. episode four. It's gonna kill me, but I'll, do, but I'll it. do it.
2: Let's find out what Siobhan had to say. Siobhan? You still there?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Give us uh, your, your overall thoughts of, on the evening.
5: Okay, um, well, a lot more came out than I thought was going to come out. Yes. Um, oh, God. I mean, I, you were saying that you, like, held on to David. I was <laughs> grabbing
1: my
5: pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone to grab on to. Um, well, well, let's start with the,
1: the, the opening. I mean, did you die during this dream sequence? Did you know it was a dream sequence?
5: oh yeah no, i i didn't i i well, i had like a thought maybe it might be but it was going so long mm-hmm. that i was like oh my god is this really happening um but no um it yeah i was a dream sequence which i was like okay whew. but then it came full circle <laughs> towards the end where you're like oh crap the dream is gonna come true
1: <laughs> so- oh, that's
2: right i didn't even put those two together
1: well, David yeah. and I, David and I, were sort of experiencing the same thing because David initially said, "Oh, dream sequence." Yeah, and then we kept watching and kept watching, and then we're like, and we're like Wait. "Wait, this is going on for way too long." <laughs> he, Andrew, knows the truth that Siobhan is really Bridget, um, and then right. the, and then I,
2: Siobhan the zombie shows up. <laughs> uh,
1: the makeup, the makeup job on SMG was flawless. It was amazing. That
2: oh, was the yeah, yeah. and
1: the, her hair was
5: so spot on. It was beautiful. She looked like a little medieval very it
1: was great fairy i mean i'm, so I'm down with some gossip gothic smg i am too why not she looks
2: great yeah. always well, always always and forever
1: so it kicks off with that <laughs> weird dream sequence um and then they sort of go into the whole oh it's siobhan's birthday and now that mm-hmm. andrew and siobhan are back on good terms um she kind of says oh, i want to celebrate on the beach and he goes well why don't we go to the hamptons i'll take the day off of work we'll make it romantic i'll make it so much better than last year and uh briv went ahead and threw out the term jitney which (laughs) which us native los angeles residents are not too familiar with
2: (laughs) but with us native new yorkers
1: (laughs) please explain it is a
2: regular thing the jitney is a bus that takes you from new york city out to the hamptons that's the only route that it has and it goes to the hamptons and back and for like a a round trip ticket it's like 20 25 dollars and super affordable super affordable and they play like movies on it, and they give you snacks—not like great snacks, but like,
1: hey, sun chips. Look, my you know? idea, my I- idea of a jitney <laughs> is the San Francisco rice a truck. That's what I thought a jitney no, was. No, it's more—it's more like a
2: greyhound, but a nice greyhound. Okay, and it's always packed on the weekends.
1: Well, he but, Andrew you know, looked great. at Siobhan like she was certifiably nuts. For wanting right. to take the jitney, yeah. And well, then ex- why
2: wouldn't she take a town car though?
1: Well, I guess she's high society, so that exactly. would make sense. But then you t- you you tell me that this elegant jitney is rather elegant. It's rather so, elegant. those leather seats. Yeah, you no, know, it sounds like what like I know a lot of people take the train from San Diego to L. A. and yeah, back it's and the forth. Same thing. Sounds really nice. Yeah. So they go to the Hamptons. It's actually very beautiful. Where do you think they shot this? Do you think they shot Probably this like in Malibu? San Diego. Yeah, like Malibu, <laughs> San Diego, somewhere Newport Beach. Yeah. Um, she looks fantastic. I know Jesse was sort of talking about how the blogs are blowing up, talking specifically a lot about the fashion on this show. And I'm they sure are making
2: some bold choices. They
1: are, but you know what? She's high society, and high society girls gotta deliver on the fashion end. Okay. That's Blair true. Waldorf and Serena Vanderwoodson That's deliver true. every week. And I think Bridget obviously can can dress like a cheap hooker, which she was. <laughs> but Siobhan is very classy. I love these um, black thick-rimmed sunglasses. Mm -hmm. She's wearing lots of chunky knits. Um, The jumper, I know you said in Paris, the jumper that Siobhan was wearing was a favorite of yours. Siobhan, did you have a favorite outfit for tonight?
5: Um, I think it might have been the one where she was having um, dinner with the guy who works for her husband.
1: The one who got at the hotel room for the rest of her stay. Oh, so that was the jumper. The jumper. Yeah, with, yeah. With, yeah, the jumper,
6: yeah.
2: Oh, my God.
1: With the, the chunky necklace that made its second appearance. <laughs> yeah. Recycling I mean, in the uh, jewelry department of Ringer. Um, All right. Something that was interesting, I think, that happened in this episode was we got to see more about the Henry, Gemma, Chivon, well, Brive, Chivette, well, Briv. Chivette. Chivette. Uh, love triangle. Yeah. Lots of raw emotion from Henry. It was it's, great. I mean, he's usually just like attacking her. Like, when can we start having sex? Like, w- like kind of looks at her like in a primal sense. Mm-hmm. But I think it was kind of revealed in this episode that he really has legitimate love feelings for her. I mean, were you guys surprised by that? Did you? Th- I thought they just had a physical relationship. I was
2: in. I was on the same boat yeah. as you. Where I thought they were just you know, pure lust. And she ended it, and he was fine with it. But,
5: yeah, I mean, I guess I thought it was like a relationship out of convenience because they weren't getting love from their significant other. And for it to be more of a romantic kind of thing was quite surprising. I I
1: loved that flashback scene where the two of them were like having pillow talk on the couch by the Uh, fire, by the fire. And her hair was tousled and
2: it was all glowy her skin oh my god
1: she was a 10 in that scene she's a 10 in every scene but she just looked phenomenal there um and like she was asking him it looked like siobhan seriously had feelings for for henry because she was like please read me an excerpt from your book that's all i want is my birthday gift
2: but you'd think that if siobhan had actual love feelings for henry yes that he would know that she left town that she would include him in her plans and she wouldn't have just gone to paris without him
1: that's true. I mean, I think Siobhan is an evil, demonic character. So at I the think, end of the day, she picks Siobhan before anybody else. Well,
2: yeah, I think it's either that or she's playing everybody. You know, I, she I played don't know. Andrew, she played Henry, Gemma.
1: I mean, Siobhan, do you have any? Sorry, it's getting really confusing with all the Siobhan's. Mm-hmm. I Siobhan, Siobhan <laughs> Hughes. Um, yes. Do you have any idea as to who Siobhan. we do we know her? Oh, Siobhan Martin. Do we know who yes. Siobhan Martin is working with? <laughs> because I she she made that have phone call.
5: No clue. Yeah, no, I just, I have no, it's, it's really hard to read her. I, I feel kind of like I get my feelings hurt a little bit because when she has those moments in Paris where it's like she's a human being and then she turns around and makes a phone call saying it's going to be a lot easier than I thought, cue the sinister music, I'm like, she just tricked the hell out of me. Totally. So I, Yeah, I don't, I, I, she's still really an enigma and I really look forward to seeing where where she goes throughout the season.
1: Brilliant word to describe her. She really yeah. is an, a very enigmatic character. Um, but speaking of, of she tricked you. I'm pretty sure Siobhan tricked the hell out of good old Tyler, Mister Orthodontics. O. Oh yeah, yeah. Who did I say? Sorry.
2: No, I think I'd like to refer to her as Siobhan. Oh
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll call we'll call Siobhan Hughes Siobhan, Siobhan. and then we'll call on Siobhan the show Siobhan. Okay,
2: or we can uh, call her Siobhan. I
1: like it. <laughs> We're not calling her Siobhan, okay?
5: It doesn't sound
1: right. Just call me Shiv.
5: Just call me Shiv. We
2: can call you Shiv, yeah.
1: All the nicknames are getting too crazy. And I want to go back to calling Andrew Jessica Alba. Can we do that? We can. Okay. I'm with you. Um, I want to talk about Tyler. I'm so excited about this character, um, particularly for no other reason other than his aesthetic.
2: His, like, amazing teeth.
1: Oh, my God. His jawbone structure. It's phenomenal. Mm. Uh, He has, like,
2: so many teeth. (laughs)
1: just one piano key after the next
2: it's incredible he has like such an enormous mouth with all these teeth in them.
1: If and, if and when we have him on AfterBuzz, I think our first question is going to be, who is your orthodontist? Right? Who does your teeth whitening? Who does your
2: teeth whitening? Yeah. Who put braces on you? Where did you yeah, get I'd like, like, I'd
1: like to give that person a huge high five. Me too. I'd like to get in
2: his mouth and count his
1: teeth. Oh, I thought you were t- going
6: no. somewhere else with that. me too.
1: But, um, I'm keeping
2: bum. it clean.
1: Um, but no, I, I do enjoy his character. I like that he sort of stood up to... Uh, What are we calling her? C.O. Bahan. C.O. Bahan at first. And he had that really pretty brunette girl who sort of looked like Chrissy Teigen, who I don't know if you follow Chrissy Teigen on Twitter, but she's really freaking funny. Um, Sort of looked like Chrissy Teigen, who's a a Sports Illustrated model. Um, But he did throw out, which sort of broke my heart. And I'm sure Siobhan Hughes, this broke your heart a little bit, too. He said he prefers blondes. Aww, Wah, wah. Yeah. I mean. My heart Not sort cool. of shattered into a thousand pieces when he yeah, said that. Well, he'll he'll learn. Learn.
5: I'm, I, I feel he's going to learn his lesson real quick about
1: blondes. So. Well, send him over yeah. to AfterBuzz because right. us brunettes will teach him <laughs> what we're working with. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I would have no problem doing that. Um,
2: I got a little he, taste of that in the AfterBuzz screening room.
1: Uh, what, sitting with me? Yes. Yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we won't bring it up on air. but
1: <laughs> no, Okay. Um moving on.
2: Moving right along. You know, I
1: thought it was really cool how um Tyler rebounded so quickly and automatically welcomed quote Cora back into his life and he took care of her finances.
2: Yeah, which I think okay. is sort of like a like a rookie mistake to make with like a woman that you've just met in Paris in on vacation. Paris on vacation. You're like I'm going to put your hotel room on my company's expense account and they yeah. won't even notice don't worry about that'll it. that'll come
1: back to bite him i like, guarantee you that
2: why would you ever even consider that you don't even know this woman and last night she threw you out of her hotel room Men because are
1: primal beings
2: power of the pussy
1: oh i wasn't gonna go there but <laughs> can you say that jesse on after buzz tv i just
2: did he just did. Okay. <laughs> it's too
1: late now. Um, well, if I hadn't edit something, Button, i hit it. There's a
5: whole commercial thing by, um, what is that, Playtex or something, or about the power of the V?
1: Really? So, Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen those. Look, I just think men can be. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a man. I don't know these things. Me I just neither. think that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Jesse, feel free to chime in on this one. I think men. <laughs> See with their eyes and act accordingly, they don't f- listen to what the girl says. they don't care if she I
2: need you is- to not be so cryptic. I don't get it general
4: uh, the general discussion of men, yes,
1: yeah, okay.
4: see with their eyes
2: and act with
4: basically they see that- something and they react to it right. versus like. Okay. Versus getting to
1: know the girl. Right. Okay. He's not, that's that's like using your heart. Agreed. and using your brain. He's using his eyes. He really right. responds to the way that she looks. He obviously is very physically attracted to her. So he not only got dissed by her, but now he's bending over backwards and throwing her a great birthday and paying for her expenses. He wheeled her in breakfast in bed.
2: Which is just a croissant.
1: Just, <laughs> just one croissant with one little candle. But you know what?
2: It was a sweet gesture. It's true. So but You know
1: what? All that... All that as sweet
5: as the gesture is, it kind of makes me nervous about him. Like he has an angle as well. I don't think he's as stupid as we think that he is. Oh.
1: Well, that's a really good point because if he's a baller and he's like balling it up, staying at ritzy hotels in Paris, he obviously does well for himself. And people who usually do well for themselves know to protect what they have, right? You wouldn't just give it up so quickly to a girl who is on vacation alone, suspiciously a, a woman. A
2: woman. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Shiv is a whole lot of women.
2: She's a whole lot of ladies.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you have a good point, Siobhan Hughes, that uh, he he could be manipulating this situation the same way that she is.
2: Oh, it gets so confusing. It gets
1: so confusing. Um, but I think perhaps the most riveting part of this whole damn episode was the uh, climactic punch.
2: Slap? The slap?
1: I thought it was a punch. It was a slap. It sounded like a punch. It had like that (laughs) 3D like after effect or whatever. Um, So basically, Henry is apologizing to Briv, saying I'm sorry for the way I spoke to you last night. It was completely inappropriate. Not appropriate and out of line. (laughs) Out
2: appropriate. Out appropriate.
1: (laughs) Inventing my own terms. And um, It's fine. I just want to let you know I'm madly in love with you. I wish we could recreate what we had a year ago. But if you want me to leave you alone, I will. Which I thought was very mature on his part. It's like time to end this damn affair that's been going on for far too long. Um, And she says, yes, please do leave me alone. And then they get on the whole topic of, I know that's my baby. And she goes, (laughs) it's not your baby. Even though she's not really pregnant. Like, it's just very twisted. And all the while, poor little Gemma has her ear up to the door and she hears this whole thing.
2: Poor Gemma, my butt.
1: Could you... Imagine. <laughs> no, but could you? Put yourself in that position for two seconds. How would you react?
2: Awful. It's awful, awful feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't feel sorry for Gemma in the least bit.
1: Why? Because you think she's partially to blame for their relationship crumbling and of course. straying? Of course. Oh, I don't think you should I think ever stray. If anyways, I don't care how bad your relationship is.
2: I don't care either, but you know what? If you're having problems in your relationship and... Someone does stray. Both parties are to blame. It's not just one person's fault that they, they're doing something wrong. Both parties are to blame because they're not communicating
5: right. appropriately effectively, and yes. effectively. It's definitely not like an equal share, though, right? What do you an mean? An equal share of blame. It's not an equal share of well, blame.
1: Well, I'm sorry. Once you start to stray and you have an affair with somebody for with, with your wife's best friend for a year, yeah, I think a little bit more blame goes on no, to Henry.
2: No, I don't right. think so. I think it's equal.
1: You would hate... If the communication was there... You would hate the person who cheated on you and had an affair. You would hate them.
2: They wouldn't cheat on me.
1: (laughs) Jesse, Uh, he's not being modest.
2: I mean, I'm just... uh,
1: His arrogance. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, but look at the last time I was in a relationship, okay? What happened? It was three days ago. It was three days ago, okay. No, it's probably been like ten years. (laughs) Okay, so oh, no. that not, just goes to show David you. David was twelve when I was twelve. It was really rough.
1: Yeah, <laughs> stuff on the seventh grade playground gets really real sometimes. It gets
2: real, yeah. real quick no, when but, you live in a third world country.
1: Okay, whatever. We're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> you did not live in a third world country. Yes, I did. Brazil is not a third world country. Yes, it is, and Brazil? so is Mexico, <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. Yes, we'll talk about it later. Okay, yeah. They do not see city of God, DJ? No, I Not didn't. But but I did see I did see <laughs> Rio life. the animated feature. <laughs> oh! The gift that keeps on giving. Okay,
4: back to Shia about. Okay. <laughs>
1: all right, So all right. listen. Bye. Sorry. Yeah, my mind deviates. Um poor Gemma, I'm sorry. Done. I all right. I put more blame on Henry. You can That's think that it's fine. 50-50. I I'm think gonna, it's 50-50 okay.
2: and so does the state of California.
1: Okay. So anyways, <laughs> they um, Andrew, what so a little- you You were wrong. Okay, bye. (laughs) More importantly,
4: Florida doesn't agree with you, David.
1: Florida and David Schifalitti have a lot of beef.
2: We do.
4: I
1: wish you guys would squash it already. (laughs) Just go
2: to lunch. Florida needs to apologize (laughs) first.
1: For all the things that they've done (laughs) to harm everything that
2: they've done wrong. Okay, back to Ringer. Okay.
1: So Andrew gets a lot of brownie points in my book for this beautiful dinner that he set up on the beach for the four of them, for Henry, Gemma, um, Briv, and himself to have, Really amazing. Briv, Andrew, and Henry are like toasting wine and having a jolly old time. And literally, Gemma is lethargic. (laughs) She's like...
2: (laughs) To say the least.
1: To say the least. She's not eating, drinking, talking. She's just sort of sitting there like lifeless.
2: With her mouth
5: open.
1: I mean, did you guys think that it was going to hit the fan at the table? I mean, where did you kind of see that going?
5: She looked like she was going to throw up. I was like,
1: what's, what's going on? on? I mean, <laughs> like, that's gonna... what I would do. If I had just listened to what? that conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean to give no, her I, some credit, was... she okay. did, you know, sit through that whole dinner. Not really, but you know, she did like cooperate and go and sit down and she didn't attack.
1: She didn't blow C. up
2: yeah. in front of everybody. Right.
1: She gave her the courtesy of, Le- of well.
2: <laughs> well, look, storming out of her birthday dinner, but you know,
1: Still, I think it's classier to to storm out of someone's birthday dinner than to full on throw down at yeah. the dinner. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Seo Bahan is like looking all over for her, can't find her. Finally finds her, and uh, but not
2: before running into Professor Machado. Professor, he, I was
1: going to say he detective. Yeah, he didn't go to your weird liberal school. He didn't teach at your weird <laughs> liberal college. He
2: might have. You never know.
1: Um <laughs> much, is it Machado or Machado? I hear both.
2: I think it's Machado. No, that's that was
1: Machado. 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 Okay. Um he pops up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He just Quite shows up. He just always is around. Um, do you think he's on to No. No? No. So you really think right, he's still the question I he, he get... you you think Machado Machado, Machado his name is, is. <laughs> still convinced that that's C Obahan. That And he's and he's, and he's really know. and he's really looking for Briv Bridge.
5: Um, you no, know, I, I I don't think that his mind has gotten to the to the idea that they switched places. Um, I just think that he thinks that she's helping her in some way and, and knows a lot more than she's saying. Of okay, course.
1: very perceptive guy, very perceptive detective he is. Um right. but nonetheless, after that little quick run in, Gemma and uh, and Briv have their little meeting and. I mean, Gemma, just poor thing. I think That's very emotional acting. I was going to ask you, David, as an actor. Yes. I mean, that's really tough. It is tough. But, you know, when you're... You have to draw from some inner... From
2: some sort of inner...
1: Past you might have had you or know, revisit those old feelings.
2: For each actor, I think it's different to do an emotional scene like that and mm-hmm. how they can tap into those emotions. Um, and I'm sure for Sarah Michelle Gellar, at this point, after having been on a soap opera and doing Buffy for... 10-some-odd odd, years, right? Cruel
1: Intentions. Cruel Intentions
2: and all the movies she's been in. Yes. She always has to, every character she's ever done, has, has to tap into that emotion. Right. So I think for her it's a little easier, but you know. It no, is... I've been
1: talking about the actress who plays Gemma, though. Right. I mean, that's that was like intense, heavy acting that we it had was to see there.
2: Pretty amazing, though.
1: Yeah. No, I think really, she did a really, really good amazing. job. And then they, they do the fake choreographed violent interaction Which was if
2: you what when it plays back you'll see she slaps her and then the the cutback the turnaround didn't match up
1: you're so critical yeah, you're such a critical I the reaction well you know what heavy the <laughs>
2: turnaround shot where Gemma slaps her we uh-huh. see Gemma slapping um siobhan yes and then the turnaround where we see the slap did not match up they were off and for, that's something you know for a show that's on the CW that's being produced by Sarah Michelle Gellar. You expect higher you quality. You expect higher quality than that. Like that needs to. I agree. Sync up, and someone should. Have I that.
1: I didn't notice that, but then again, you're an actor. You probably have a more way more critical eye when you're watching these things. Yeah. You look for the cinematic technical aspects to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, were we expecting the punch? Was it merited?
5: Yeah, she deserved um, it. Yeah, it was it was merited, but I don't know. I I feel like she should have kept more class about her and, and spoken to her and, as and like a more stinging kind of way than just hit her, you know? Yeah. I feel like Gemma should have done a little bit more than just hit her.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, so you, you wanted like full on Jerry Springer throwdown. No, no, yeah. I didn't. I
5: wanted her to just be like, so here's what's going to happen. You know, just like a full on, like, you know, like, like I, like when I get angry at someone, I don't, like, go and threaten them. I, like, speak very intelligently enough so that it, like, scares the crap out of them. Oh, that's that's a good place to come
1: from. Yeah, more like the intelligent expressing of dissatisfaction as opposed to, like, Like, uh, I'm more disappointed in you than being (laughs) mad at you right now. (laughs) Right, I'm sorry. Fighting is barbaric. It is barbaric. We're humans. And you would expect
2: more of Gemma, who apparently does come from money. Right. And grew up in New York City.
1: I think it just hits you like a ton of bricks, though, because that was the absolute... Last person in the world who she thought it was. Right. They have right. been talking for so many episodes about who could it be? I yelled at the nanny. Who could it be? And he, earlier in the episode, or, she was
2: like, Thank you so much for You're being like a such a good friend. To me.
1: Yeah. So I just don't think that she was expecting that at all. And the punch was the most natural instinct she had inside of her. Yeah. Um, but then Bridget is put in that awful situation of, Well, what do I do? I have to tell her the truth now, now that it's really hit the fan. And she says, I'm not who you think I am. So this is the beginning of admitting the truth. Yeah. yeah, Yes. I yeah.
2: I, I think it's good for, for Bridget admitting that she is Bridget finally because then she can start to live her life again. Right. But it's a slippery slope.
1: I think this is my – well, we'll get into it in predictions. But I think just because she told Gemma doesn't necessarily mean she's ready to come out to the others.
2: Well, I mean, I guess we'll see.
1: I guess we'll have to see. Anything else you want to talk about, Siobhan Hughes? Um – yeah, we did. We already talk about
5: the fact that she knows that Bridget has a, or that Siobhan has a twin sister. Oh, like when Machado
1: mm. came up. We we didn't um, we didn't address that, but yeah, they had that sentimental scene. Uh, you're, you're talking about the scene between Gemma and Siobhan. Yeah, correct?
5: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's just kind of sad to have that moment where they're connecting even more, and then at the end. You know, she feels completely betrayed. You know, she lost her husband now and now she lost her best friend. Right. So, the only I thing I think know. she has
1: working for her is the fact that, you know, maybe if Bridget would have just been like, I swear I didn't cheat on you, I have an identical twin. Like, wouldn't that have sounded so bizarrely ludicrous out of a different world? Yeah. Right. The fact that exactly. they had a prior yeah, discussion about it, everything sort of is coming full circle and it seems like a more plausible um, situation.
2: But it does also, if, it- if Gemma is smarter than we think she is, she might also look at that as just be like, "You're lying. You're not Bridget. Bridget is missing. You're Shabon." Did I hear a Shabon? Yeah, you did.
1: Is that your New York accent or something? No, that's just what like it is, I just—it's because
2: there's a B in her name, and I want to pronounce the B.
1: Okay, well, hopefully, because
2: it's not. Y- there's no such thing as a silent B
1: in the name Siobhan There is. Okay. In the Celtic way. Celtic way, yeah. I know! Yeah. Oh my God. Siobhan Hughes loves giving the Celtic but, a like, nice plug. Siobhan's yeah. name I can exactly. pronounce. It's
5: the Celtic way. I mean, let's look at the, Welsh, the way the Welsh people spell their names, okay? If you want to talk about not being phonetic, uh,
1: I know, but you I don't such
5: a problem. Uh, wait, didn't you say
1: fans. that it's a derivative of Irish?
5: Yeah. Wait, what is? Uh, Celtic? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, okay. yeah Celtic Irish. Yeah. Okay,
1: my name is Gaelic, which is a derivative of Ireland, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. my name is Deidre, and it's not anywhere close to how it should be spelled. I
2: know, and I have a really hard time Where? pronouncing your name. Deidre? I do.
1: Say it. I No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it should be spelled D-E-E-D-R-A phonetically, but it's D E I D R E. So know. you got a lot of weird vowels up in there, and it ends in a vowel, but it ends in an uh sound. So it, I just... It's that region of the world. They like spelling their names differently.
2: And it makes the me... proud
1: of your Celtic problem. Gaelic Irish heritage. Oh, I, I am. I'm Cuban, but I have a Gaelic name. Oh, you Cuban? Fig- yeah, okay, go okay. figure. Okay, so on the note of all these delightful nationalities, let's go ahead and take a really quick commercial break. We'll be right back with all your Ringer news and gossip.
0: Want to find out what the After Buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This
1: yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series.
0: Give us a call. 424 256 1729. 424
5: 256 1729. television and they want to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's six You never know what goes on behind closed doors.
0: Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy. He is a villain. 424
5: 256 1729.
1: 424
5: 256 I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from?
0: Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig the wig. That wig when the TV coming. show is
1: over, get your asses on. <laughs> I never had it easy. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and toss it to DJ Jesse Janity, who's in the booth, who's going to be reading our Ringer news and gossip for tonight.
4: So before we actually head into our news and gossip for the night, I have a special segment for you guys. Wow! We're going to get it in. um, On paper, Ringer is a more film-type drama full of intrigue. But in reality, Sarah Michelle Gellar's new gig is a wealth of the kind of soapy godliness that Deidre Behar loves herself.
1: You know it. (laughs) So at times, it's
4: so ridiculous that we have to pause and poke fun. A bleeding trunk that doesn't have a drop of blood on the inside. <laughs> That's right. Crucial phones that go untapped. And oh yes, we've spotted it all. And here for your soap opera pleasure, our last week's top five WTF moments. Love it. What a fun Love. special segment. Love. All right. So number five, <laughs> every single person in New York City is talking on their cell phones Last week, when the hitman's phone rang, Bridget answered only to discover that the caller was watching her from somewhere nearby. Bon Martin, you dropped your scarf. He said, you have something of mine. Simply follow my instructions and this will all end for you. And of course, it didn't end. Instead, Bridget entered a twilight zone where nearly every adult she passed was on the phone. (laughs)
1: Hey, I, I wish I could knock this, but it's sadly what our society has turned into. It's true. I... I went to the doctor last week, and I looked around in the waiting room. I'm not kidding you. There were probably six people in the waiting room, all like this. And I was just laughing because they have all these racks of magazines, and it's like, why do doctors even order magazine subscriptions anymore?
2: Oh, I'm the first one to sit down in a doctor's office and pick up all the magazines. Okay. (laughs) Okay, myself. so you two
1: are the only cerebral, literary people we have <laughs> left want in this to world. Take
2: them with me. No,
1: I, I, t- I do too. I go for all the instals and people.
6: Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Like no one, yeah. So then you three are the <laughs> anomaly because I'm not kidding you. I sat down and I, I took notice myself of how people were just glued to their phones. I assume some are on the internet, some are emailing, some are texting people they shouldn't be texting. Yeah. Um, it but happens. not, nonetheless.
4: So number four, Malcolm gets the snot beat out of him, but his good looks are spared. Not the <laughs> face, not the face. We never heard Malcolm say this, but we got to assume that at some point he did because during the hours long beat down he endured, the mob boss and his cronies barely touched the professor's face. That bloody lip and smudge beneath his cheek were like blank marks that made him hotter.
1: i think malcolm's hot whether he's being injected in the neck with heroin or i know and it makes me sad that he
2: wasn't around this week
1: i know as an actor that probably sucks when they say yeah we don't need you for this week Um, (laughs) or your
2: script doesn't show up
1: right um but no great actor i mean that was a really tough scene to film and and he handled it well being attacked by like four extremely vile criminals.
6: Mm-hmm. And
1: he does look damn good though.
4: Maybe they used, they saved the uh makeup department for Shehbahn this week.
1: Well, yeah, they had <laughs> so to zo- they had to z- they had to zombify her. So um the special effects department's getting a lot of action on this they show. All right. All right, number 3.
4: Number 3. So Shehbahn's Lloyd <laughs>
1: See? Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to crucify us when when she comes. Okay, keep going. So
4: Siobhan's lawyer isn't surprised she doesn't remember anything. When Bridget walked into the office of Pierce, Zimmerman, and McDonald, her sister's big-time divorce lawyer did not seem to notice, care, or mind that she had no recollection of their last meeting. When Bridget said, I hope I didn't say anything I might regret, he simply told her about how she tried to change the prenup agreement. When she asked, did I mention how bad the fighting had got? He reminded her how scared she was of Andrew. And when, can you remind me about that property again, earned her a recap (laughs) of how Siobhan's husband might be trying to cheat her out of the 227 Pratt Sheet building. Now, we know lawyers aren't supposed to ask questions to which they don't already know the answer, but the fact that this legal eagle did not wonder about Siobhan's memory loss was killing us. (laughs) Really? Did you
1: think of Legal Eagle? No. Okay, I was going to say, you get major <laughs> props for that one. Um, we had uh, this discussion last week. We did. When you were here, Siobhan, I said to, to Taylor Steinman, who is one of our co-hosts last week, I, who lives with Stephanie Chaplock, I said, if, uh, Steph- if Stephanie came home one day and was like, can you tell me about that other girl we kind of hang out with on the weekends? Like, who, who, like you would just be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right? Do you have amnesia? It is her <laughs> lawyer. i'm sorry so maybe you're allowed to ask you know what i have a bad memory sometimes i'll need to ask a question or two but if you're like if you look like you legitimately don't know a thing about your life there's something going on yeah Yeah, something very wrong yeah you smoke something bad yeah (laughs) you'd be injecting heroin into your neck too often (laughs) number two
4: number two so malcolm answers bridget's call in a dark parking garage Again?
1: Again. There's no service down there, by the way. (laughs) We've talked
4: about that. Bridget could barely wait for Angie to believe work, so she could quick dial the hottest college professor west of Mississippi. Never mind that Wyoming is three hours behind New York, but apparently when Bridget needs advice, when she needs to be consoled, she simply must talk to Malcolm. And nine out of ten times, he will answer the phone. In the dark garage at work, what time is the first class at Rock Springs Community College? 6 a.m.? And who gets service in the garage?
1: Oh wait, wait wait So we had a a it said Bridget nine a.m. calling him because if it six was six
2: hours behind, yeah.
1: Wait, it's not six hours wait, behind. Three y hours o- behind. Okay, and so Bridget called him at nine a.m. her time.
2: Yes, so it would be six a.m. his okay. time.
1: Yeah, I mean that's just a writing snafu that shouldn't have happened. But I'm saying they're not
2: paying attention to any of the actual details. Yeah, because which will give a show longevity.
1: The earliest class at my college was eight a.m. And I assume, give or take maybe an a half hour. I don't. I don't see any college course ever starting at six a.m. But you know what? To his credit, maybe he starts his day at six a.m.
2: You know, there are colleges that do have
1: really early courses classes. that
2: are really really early. But it's only. It's usually like fine arts schools. Oh, that well, I like, went to a fine yeah. arts college. No, 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 I'm saying like if you're in like a fine arts. Program like oh. if you have dance class really early in the morning, oh. or acting class, or vocal lessons really yeah. early in the morning, or painting classes before you get to all your other stuff. But
1: look, I don't want to judge him. Maybe he does a yeah. little gym workout yeah, at maybe 6 a.m. to the gym
2: because okay. <laughs> he's totally dressed for the gym. Yeah, he's jacked, so he's got to get to the gym. <laughs> um, all right, number one, number one. Bridget keeps
4: calling Malcolm. Hello, phone taps. Even worse than Malcolm picking up Bridget's calls is the fact that she's making them in the first place. (laughs) Rule number one in the Fugitive Handbook. Assume all lines are tapped and do not use a phone you own to call anyone related to your old life. And if you break that rule... 1A surely advises that you definitely don't have a lengthy conversation on the phone where you admit to murder, identity theft, and toting a stolen agent's (laughs) handgun. (laughs) Last week, she became a repeat offender by once again calling her sponsor, Malcolm, from her sister's line. Lester from The Wire would so be all over this. Can you at least get a burner bridge?
2: Look, Well, you know what? They did address that in this episode this week, um, where Machado says that he needs more proof before he can get a warrant to put a phone tap on her phone. But he can look at the phone records. Which we did see him right take her phone and just look at her phone.
1: I mean, do I have do I have to go to Best Buy and get her a pay per minute plan? Like Yeah,
5: I was gonna say <laughs> like like could she not learn from the guy who she killed and get like a pre you know, one of those disposable phones?
1: I mean, but maybe the writers are doing this on purpose because it's not like Bridget is trained in espionage. Okay? Right. She's a normal girl. She's a recovering addict. I assume this is a lot on her plate, impersonating somebody else and having to keep up appearances. Maybe being um, a stealth, you know, sly criminal isn't exactly at the forefront of her priorities. It should be. But, you know, <laughs> girl can't help. She should figure it she doesn't out. Know. And
2: she needs to figure it out much quicker than she is.
4: Well. She needs to figure it out like Sarah Michelle Michelle Geller figured out.
2: After Buzz TV Good segue. News.
1: Great segue.
4: So Lindsay Price <laughs> is expecting her first baby with boyfriend Curtis Stone from Top Chef Masters. I guess somebody stuck around for some dessert.
6: Oh, oh. And- <laughs> and
4: Sarah Michelle Gellar threw the lucky lady a star-studded baby shower at the Renaissance Hollywood Hotel on Sunday afternoon. Lindsay and Sarah buds from their All My Children days and the rest of the guest list read like a 90s reunion party, too. Oh, my God. Rebecca Romaine. was I
1: not there? Tiffany Hi.
4: Thiessen. Jamie Ray Newman. And Sarah Rue all came to celebrate Lindsay's pregnancy. Die. Everyone took a break from their diets to nosh on such goodies as truffle, artichoke risotto, risotto Nutella crepes with burnt bourbon caramel drizzle, and banana ah. cream brulee.
2: Oh, I'm so hungry.
1: Okay. Can we... <laughs> you know what? Some people, if you ask them like what their ideal... Sunday brunch would be like they'd say oh George Clooney Angelina Jolie Jennifer Lopez okay this is my idea of an ideal Sunday (laughs) bleed for the ground that Janet Sosna and Valerie Malone walk on aka Lindsay Price and Tiffany Amber Thiessen from 90210 I was the biggest 90210 fan so tons of star power props to SMG for stepping up and and throwing the actual Bash and nice for
2: having her. truffle artichoke risotto. Sng
1: yes. has a fine palate. I
2: will Don't for hate, that. don't
1: hate her for having a fine palate. I'm not.
2: <laughs> I am jealous. I am not her friend. Lucky. Luckily, she didn't
4: bring break out the uh, green mixed juice. Yeah, or the right? or the baby sushi. Or the
2: baby sushi.
1: <laughs> um, interesting. Lindsay Price is already expecting with somebody new. As far as I was concerned, she was still with Josh Radner from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Hmm. So props to Lindsay Price. Congrats on your baby. Things move very quick in Hollywood. They do. Gossip number two.
4: All right. So it's... um, Excuse me. Everyone... um, Excuse me again. I'm (laughs) sorry. Do you want me to read it? No. As a matter of fact, I'm actually going to shut the news music off. And I'm going to give you guys...
0: Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
6: Warning. The spoiler has
0: been found. Balls TV <laughs> remain gone. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler <laughs> alert! Okay, we get
1: it! <laughs> no, I was just gonna ask, when do we get to re- go in the voice booth and record? Never spoiler yet. alert. <laughs> that, that's gonna be my top priority okay, okay, so what's the damn spoiler, Jesse?
4: It's only a matter of time before someone found out of one of Chevette's many secrets. Well, in episode six, the poor kids do it every day. Bridget gets paranoid when she can't reach bestie, Gemma Butler. Uh Uh-oh, has the red-haired architect discovered her husband, Henry's, illicit affair with Siobhan? Yeah, but we already know that. We found that out tonight. This is not
2: episode six. I know, but this is episode four, and she
1: She found out about it. And she, I think this was for tonight's episode, because she went, Bridget got paranoid when she couldn't find her, and then she found her, and now Mm -hmm. she knows. So,
2: Oh, well. This news is wrong.
1: It's okay. Well, here's some more
4: juiciness. Let's do it. Uh, October 18th brings us the much anticipated arrival of Veronica Mars and Moonlight alum what? Jason Dorings as Juliet's oh. teacher, Mr. Carpenter. Appar- apparently, Juliet has to defend herself against a bully at her new school and Mr. Carpenter dives in for the rescue. Oh, i love me Rumor a good teacher-student relationship. Right? Yes. Do you guys think that this is uh, going to go that way?
1: Uh, I think it's Aria Hello. Ezria 2.0. Shout Thank out to Pretty you. Little Liars. Um, you know, we at the um, Carrie Feinstein um, gifting suite that After Buzz broadcasted live from, um, I had the opportunity to interview Leah Thompson, who is amazing die for her die for her anyways she totally caught me off guard when i had i think i asked her like what are you watching like what tv shows are you into she was well i've been watching ringer i was like shut up i i host after buzz ringer she goes oh that's amazing my daughter's on it i said who's your daughter she was my daughter's Juliet, the the badass oh, little high God. schooler so I, I of course had to ask her like what's the process like do you run lines together she's like you know i try not to be too overbearing because no one wants a stage mom, but she's like, you know, of course I have a lot of experience, and I, th- I think her daughter is actually like fifteen or sixteen years old, so she coaches her a little, guides her a little. They sometimes run lines, but um, a little bit of star power Live for you, yeah. Leah Thomas, love her.
2: TV exclusive. And yeah. she is on Switched at Birth. Yes, which she is. is. A fantastic show. Yes,
1: she actually did talk a lot about it. If you guys want to go on to AfterBuzzTV.com and look for that interview, she did talk a lot about Switched at Birth and how the whole deaf storyline really means a lot to her Um, but back to Ringer I think Zoe Deutsch that actress who plays Juliet she is such a firecracker and she plays the bratty stepdaughter so well so
2: well so well
1: so I think a teacher student relationship is only the next natural step for a girl who's as bad as she is you know we love one of those (laughs) if it's anything like Ezria right Right. we'll just eat it right predictions that's getting more and more appropriate as Halloween approaches
4: yeah I said I want to change it for Halloween. I want Ooh. it to be like a Christmas one now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep rotating throughout the holidays. Love it. Um, okay, so let's talk about our predictions. We only okay. got a really quick little snippet trailer of I, what we can look forward while to.
2: While you guys, you and Siobhan were talking, I wrote something down. I
1: was wondering what you were frivolously <laughs> Because otherwise I would have forgotten
2: there. it. Um, so I think next week, Machado is going to think or figure out in his mind that Siobhan kills killed Bridget. Okay, explain. I can't explain it. It's a prediction.
1: Oh, it's just an instinct? <laughs> a gut feeling? It's a gut feeling. Okay, I didn't know what evidence you were basing your claim off of. Oh! Well, okay. Here's
2: my evidence. He got the distress call. He figured out in this episode he found the distress call. Yeah. He thinks it was Siobhan. Mm-hmm. And he looked at her phone. She's been in contact with Malcolm. He still he still can't find Bridget, or so he thinks. Pretty good. So the next logical step is to think that she killed her. That'll because be an interesting in the, turn of events. In the wow, distress call she that. said my sister needs help or right. whatever.
1: And I don't blame her for doing that because in the heat of the moment I would have done the same thing. I wouldn't right. be thinking about like wiretapping or whatever. So I really don't hold that against Bridget. No. Um
2: there's a they, video.
1: Uh, yeah, the two notes that I wrote down were video and expose Briv. Yeah. So is it Gemma that's going to be the one? Oh, it has to Tattling? Be. Because I kind of was hoping, because Gemma seems like such a nice, solid, down-to-earth friend, that she would hear the whole story out and she'd sort of be compassionate. That's and- why
2: I don't think she believes her.
1: Oh, you think Gemma would be in denial about something like
2: that? No, Gemma doesn't believe. Oh, that that
1: she thinks it's really Siobhan.
2: That she thinks it's Siobhan.
1: I think, I think she's like, oh, it's just, it'll
2: just be, she'll probably say, you know, it's just too convenient that I found out about your twin sister today and (laughs) you're telling me your twin sister.
1: Well, you know, because I was just going to say, she has evidence to prove, but then I remembered the fire scene. Right. She burned her ID, she burned all her belongings. Mm -hmm. But you know what? At the end of the day, when there's a will, there's a way. There's a million different ways you can prove who you are or whatever. I, I,
5: Oh, sorry. Um, I think that uh Gemma's going to um do a little bit of high society embarrassment when she <gasps> says, um gossip girl style show everyone who you are.
1: I mean, that's just low. That's Shit, what but you ladies know, ladies do, do you right? think oh do you think that that's because Gemma's eventually gonna realize that it is Bridget and that Bridget's not high society, so Gemma kind of doesn't have any use for her.
5: I don't know. I, I, I'm not quite sure. I just I, I, I agree with David in the fact that she is not. Gonna, she doesn't solely believe. She doesn't believe at all that um, Siobhan is Bridget, her twin sister. Um, I think that she is just going to be like, "You're lying. You've always been lying. You've betrayed me. I'm going to mess with your 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 social hierarchy and, <sighs> and make sure you're not outcast."
1: Oh, and that's the quickest way to mess with somebody and to really get with them.
2: Well, to mess with someone in New York society. That's
1: what I'm saying. Remember that list a couple years ago? Olivia Palermo. It's kind of how she shot up to New York society fame. Someone put out a list. It was like a New York City power list as far as like socialites were concerned. And it caused a whole lot of drama. But that's a whole nother story. Uh And we'll we'll save that for another time. Um, Shall we call it a night team? I think so. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Ringer. On behalf of Siobhan Hughes, David Skiffolity, and myself, we will see you guys here next Tuesday night, same time, same place. Have a good one. Bye.
0: From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at afterbuzztv.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. TV.
2: Buzz, buzz You Later, Steal Behind!
0: <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Afterbuzz TV or its owners or principal.